Okay. Van Life, episode 12. I was doing really good with an episode. I, I have to tell you this. I was doing so good with an episode. I forgot to push record. I I kept looking at the screen. Why don't I see how much time? Oh, what an idiot. Let's start again. This is Van Life, episode 12. And I have to tell you, in this COVID world that we live in, it was a different kind of trip. I took a trip from New Hampshire to Colorado. A two-week trip starting in the middle of September. I decided to really take this route, a familiar route, because I wanted to go to my daughter's for her birthday, spend a week there. I probably had not spent a week there before. Uh, Usually it's shorter than a week. Hopefully she doesn't get sick of me. That was the hope. But it was a great trip. It really was a great trip. Decided that... I was not going to treat it like an automobile where I just drive there, stay there, and drive home. In some ways, it felt a little bit like that, but I knew I had to break it up. So I decided to leave on a Saturday and head to the Delaware Water Gap. It looked like an interesting area. There was some things I had seen before that made it look interesting. Uh, There's tubing along the river, kayaking, canoe rentals. It, it just looked like such a great, interesting area. Even though I was in September, we were continuing to have pretty good weather. So I made a reservation at this campground along the Delaware Water Gap. Now, I did not realize how big or how long the Delaware Water Gap is. It starts from the corner of kind of New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and heads quite a ways, uh, you know, down in that... Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. The Appalachian Trail crosses there. I've seen some great photos. I only was going to spend one day. So we went to this campground that had 70% um, tent-type campers and about 30% trailer, van, pop-ups, that kind of thing. And it was really interesting. All along the water kind of like in a back bay area and on a hill, tents galore. Place was popping. Again, it was a Saturday, nice fall weather. A lot of people did the uh, kayak rentals and canoe rentals, and uh, we saw them all come back, and there's a whole, they drop them off and then pick them up as as they come back, and it looked like it would be a really fun time. Um, Of course, we just got to kind of see the area, spend the night. It did get cold. Um, We did have to run the furnace. Thank God uh, I learned a lot on this trip. Uh, First of all, I've usually only gone in the summer. Air conditioning has usually been my only issue and not had to bring too many warm clothes. And uh, what did I forget? Really warm clothes. (laughs) That was probably my, my mistake uh, use propane a lot. Uh, propane runs my heating system. Did not use the generator. It, it was a very different kind of trip. Really different kind of trip. So the Delaware Water Gap, I'm going to go back, spend more time there. Clearly, it was a lot of fun. It 
was an area in which I just wouldn't want to go all around the area, up and down the Delaware water gap, wherever you can get to. I'd love to do uh, tubing or canoe or kayaks along there. I would be the candidate that would love to do that. And so I think you have to commit more days and you have to kind of say, okay, I'm going to do it and make that a spot for the adventure. But being uh, with the goal of getting to my daughter's for her birthday and spending some time with her uh, since we hadn't seen her for a year, that was the goal. So took off the next morning and went through Pennsylvania to try to cut over to I-80. Hilly. Oh, my God. Hills in Pennsylvania. I thought, oh, this was not a great road. But when I came back and didn't go that way, I kind of missed it. (laughs) So um, not... You know, pretty barren uh, coming across Pennsylvania in between there, uh, below Cleveland. Believe it or not, we had decided to try something totally new. Uh, We were going to stay at night at the Ohio Turnpike Rest Area. Now, I'd heard about this, had never tried it. Um, You pay a uh, machine, a vending machine, $20, you get a ticket you put it in your window and you can stay overnight and plug in you have electricity which just seems like a good deal and it's they have a separate area for these rvs um they have a dump station they have fresh water i I wish all rest areas were like this i'm gonna tell you it would make traveling across the country so much easier if other states took one look at the Ohio rest areas. Now, I think Ohio Turnpike was pretty expensive. I think for my van it was 20 bucks. But I look at the other 20 bucks for the overnight stay, 40 bucks. Okay, it's within reason of what I would have spent. I would have spent a lot more if I took the Ohio Turnpike, got off, went to a campground, and got back on. Don't tell the campground owners. But I think all places should have this kind of ticket system. It would keep homeless people in the rest not from staying and abusing those places. It's a good system. It also makes people either pay for the usage of their electricity and move on and use the facilities. Ohio rest areas are like little mini malls. Ours had a Panera and a few other stores in it. It was COVID. We got takeout at Panera. Um great breakfast in the morning. I can't talk highly enough about Ohio's, the turnpike system. They did a great job. So the next stop was a place I saw on YouTube, the Wenlands. I don't know if you've uh, ever watched them on YouTube, the Wenlands. They actually live in Holland, Michigan. But there's a camp, there's a state park uh, right on the water of Lake Michigan. It's, it's beautiful. It's like, you would think it's the ocean, the sand, the beach, the size of the beach is tremendous. The inlet for the marina boats coming out. It, it wasn't summertime, but it wasn't cold. I got in the water up to my waist. I'm going to put this in my YouTube, uh, when I, when I finally post this trip and edit it and get it down to, down to YouTube, 
it was a beautiful area. And the town of Holland is cute, nice. I don't, you could spend some time there. Um, there's just so much. But I can see where people go there. They have two campgrounds. They have one kind of like not on the beach. And you have to go a half a mile, a mile to the beach. People ride their bicycles and stuff to the beach. Or, like we did, we stayed at the beach campground. And the beach campground is, there was more room. It wasn't as tightly packed as some of these beach campgrounds I've been to before. There was... Uh, it looked like they had sectioned off that uh, they weren't allowing a complete section of the loop because of COVID. I, I would guess that they're trying to keep their numbers down. And uh, it wasn't quite full, but it was pretty full. Uh, people were still staying there. Weather was nice. This was one of those areas where uh, I don't did not have to run the heat. Uh, because it was warm enough and, um, it, you know, it went into the water. I just loved it. Um, I have, <laughs> I am doing my list. I have checked off, uh, a number of great lakes. I still got, uh, I think you're on to go, uh, that I have not been in, but I think I've been in all the other great lakes. I've, uh, actually, you know, had my bathing suit and got into it each of the Great Lakes, but Euron has escaped me. It has escaped me from doing that kind of challenge. So from there, uh, we left. Now, one of the things I had trouble with with my van is I already, on, on this trip, I had, I left Holland heading for Route 80, hadn't really picked a campground. Right in the, you know, going around that Chicago area is Heading from Holland to Chicago was not great. Around Chicago was truck traffic galore, not great roads, not smooth, and would always loosen up my awning so the awning alarm would start going off, which is a great thing that it goes off, that it might be coming loose and you don't want it to rip off. So I found a place and finally pulled over and extended the awning, put it back in, and it was fine. And it, believe it or not, I think it was fine for the rest of the trip, but I was worried about it every time I got in and out. I was like, should I extend it? Because you, you hate to pull over and have to just fix an awning alarm. Three things that uh, we really got that were unique in this uh, traveling to Colorado. Other than that, uh, we had two big days in uh, a campsite along Route 80, which was real. It was a nice KOA, but it was really close to the highway. The noise until after midnight was hard to sleep. It was not that easy to fall asleep. The campground, I can't complain about it, except it was near the highway. And we eventually made it to my daughter's, got in the great, uh, in, in the spot in her backyard. That was a, that was a tough day because we drove 700 miles, but the daylight thing and the whole, uh, time zone changes helped us tremendously to make that one big push. Um, and then stayed at my daughter's and, uh, we celebrated her birthday and we did all these fun things. And I'm not really going to bore you with it because the only thing that that really, that you should be aware of is it was hot there up to 90 degrees during the day 
in which I needed to run the AC and my AC does run off uh, a standard outlet. Can't run anything else. And if anything else is on that outlet, it'll trip the breaker, which we did have. And then at night it would get cold and we'd have to run the heat. It's my first time that I had to go through both keeping it cool a little bit during the hot, hottest part of the day and then having heat at night. Uh, but it was great to have that there. Every morning we made our own coffee, did our own thing before getting up. It's great to have the bathrooms. We did, uh, believe it or not, uh, we left on the eighth day with a, a little bit of use of uh, where my daughter lives in her bathroom and not using only the camper when we're in it at night and sparingly. We were able to keep the black tank from becoming full. Now, it did register two-thirds, and uh, we thought we might be getting close, but we know the van was very level, so we were getting pretty good readings. I was getting a little nervous in the last few days whether we were going to have to try to find some place to empty the tank, which they didn't seem by some of the apps there any place close by or any easy solutions to that. But I'll get more into that in episode 13. Uh, 13 will be the trip back. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, we had a great trip uh, heading out. It, we, we were a little tired after that long last day leap to get to the destination. It's not exactly the type of trip. We, we like to do 300 miles and then sightsee tour or 300 miles sightsee tour for a day and then head off to another location but not that far away in each piece being little. So this was a different trip. It was kind of going back to you're going to a place and visit, but you have this van that you have all your stuff in. So let me get more into that in the next episode, episode 13. Again, thanks for listening. And I hope you listen to the next episode of our return home which we had, if you like to hear about Amish crack. Okay, I'm not a drug person. Amish crack. You'll hear some about that. Again, thanks for listening.